Ooh, welcome back to Marenstein Sports Talk. My name is Caleb Marenstein, and today we are going to be talking about how I'm going into a tight end strategy into the uh, the, the fantasy drafts, my fantasy drafts, and the QB strategy. But before that, I want to um, start the show off with some news. Julio Jones has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to talk about what it means in fantasy and what it means for the Bucs as a team. Let's start with fantasy. Fantasy-wise, Godwin was clear for training camp. Most likely now we see he should be back by the season. Russell Gage hype has completely fell off the radar. Because if Godwin's back and Jones is in, he could become the fourth wide receiver just like that after thinking he was going to be the second wide receiver for a couple weeks in the early season. Let's talk if Godwin's back. What does this mean? Is Julio a pick? Is Gage still a pick? Can you still pick Gage? Let's talk about that first. We're saying Godwin's back. These guys are all the third four. I kind of see Julio and Tyler Johnson kind of taking a couple targets a game, maybe five, six targets, kind of together. You know, maybe some games it's five for Julio and one for Tyler Johnson mainly. Sometimes it's three and three. A lot of times maybe it's ten targets uh, combined. So I think they take a lot of targets. And then it's left where if there's four wide receiver sets, Gage is going to be in. Three wide receiver sets. Sometimes Gage is going to be in, but not a lot. Gage is going to be a third, four wide receiver. Rashad Perriman doesn't take a little bit of targets. I don't know. It doesn't look good for Gage. But we're let's say we're expecting Godwin to not be back for the start of the season. Well, also, Gage, we don't know where he's going to be picked. But I don't know if I would even take him. Not Definitely not on the seventh round anymore. I don't think I would take him anywhere anymore. I, I just don't see the upside anymore. There's Godwin and Evans in the lineup, and then Julio and Tyler Johnson taking a little bit. Brady's going to kind of even it out. The tight end a little. It's going to be like three, four targets a game for Gage. Now saying Godwin's out for the start of the season. Let me tell you something you probably didn't know. When Godwin missed the last four games of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season, the two regular season games and then the two playoff games, in those games, Tyler Johnson got 3.5 receptions on average when he was averaging under 1.5 receptions before. So to improve by two receptions, he flat out just took two receptions from Chris Godwin once he got injured is huge. He was barely getting any targets. Tyler Johnson took a lot of those targets, a lot of those receptions. Two doesn't sound like a big number, but it is. Two more targets, and it's from 1.5 to 3.5. I wonder why you're barely averaging a target a game, a reception a game. He's going to be averaging, you know, 15, 10 receptions a game from Julio to to, um, Tyler Johnson. I think Julio can kind of take Tyler Johnson's role. But the only thing I'm worried about is that if Tyler Johnson is actually good, and I think he is, that they can't just commit to one of those two guys and they kind of share it. And neither of them are any good. They got like four or five targets game even when God was out, and they're not good. And that's what I see most 
you know, the most, most likely. If you want to take a shot on either of them, I'm not out on that. Maybe Julio's completely busted and Tyler Johnson just takes that role. Or maybe Julio's just still good and he can take that role. Also, don't forget to get the big hype of Russell Gage. Does this fall off now? I don't think so. Because I still think he'll be on the field most plays. He'll be good. He's a good wide receiver. I think he can average 10 points a game. You know, a couple receptions. Got to take a little bit of Godwin. Even though Tyler Johnson and Julio is going to take a decent amount. But, yes, if, if Godwin is out, Gage will take a decent amount. Gage will take six, seven targets a game. Gage will get 10, nine points a game. This is how it's going to work. I don't see Gage's upside. I'm making him in the seventh, sixth route to be a starter. But then when Godwin comes back, he's done. If I'm making him on the bench, and I know Godwin's going to be injured for a decent amount, sure, I'll take him. I'm not sure if you said Godwin's out for the whole season, I would take him that high. I'm out on Gage unless he completely falls. In the news about Godwin, that he was cleared for training camp, Godwin seems like he's going to be back. That's no good news. I don't want to pick Gage then because these don't have upside. Tyra Johnson, Julio Jones are the only two guys I would pick except uh, uh, except Mike Evans from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. While Chris Godwin is injured, it, will be, it won't be Gage because – I, I rely I like these other guys better and Gage is gonna be picked too high if Godwin's out for a long time. Um and if not, then God then Gage is not is not gonna be good. But let's move on from that after the news of Julio Jones. Let's go to how this affects the Tim the Buccaneers. Does it change anything? Are they better now? It definitely does. We were just talking about the receiving game. The receiving game is good. If Godwin comes back, that's news. If Godwin comes back, I don't know. That that interests me now. That's like, okay, Godwin's coming back. Godwin's coming back. What do we do? They have targets now. They have Evans. They have Godwin. They have, I think, the tight end they drafted in the round. They have uh, Tyler Johnson. They have Julio. They have Gage. They have a team of good players. And they're going to throw the ball a lot to good players. They are going to run the ball to good players. With a good online, with a good TV. This team is still good. If you put Derek Carr in this offense, I'm not going to say sit around this team isn't going to be a playoff team. Because this team is good. Their defense is good. Their offense is really good. This team is still a Super Bowl team. It's just it, if Tom Brady is there, if Tom Brady is still top QB, Tom Brady wins this Super Bowl. I do not think it is Tom Brady who is winning this Super Bowl for this team. Let's talk about some other news um, around the NFL training camp. Um, the first news that I want to talk about is two players are sitting out from camp. Two big wide receivers, starting with, um, starting with, um, sorry, Debo uh, Samuel and Deontay Johnson. Debo Samuel, I'm not expecting to come back until until he gets that contract done. D- 
Debo should wait. Debo is very talented. And I do see him waiting, making the right decision, waiting, and then getting paid. I don't like when people do it, but it's a smarter decision. He's going to be paid more. I believe San Fran will not let him walk. This is their offense, and they got to see that. They've got to pay Debo Samuel the big bucks and get him to play. And I think it's going to get done soon. I don't think he's going to be out for, for much longer. But I definitely, definitely, sorry for the noise in the background. I definitely, definitely do not see him just, like, never getting a contract. He's going to get a contract sooner than later is my prediction. Deontay Johnson, I don't think so. I don't think the Steelers want to re-sign him in this next year. I don't think they're going to let him walk next year. The only thing is I don't think Deontay Johnson is going to miss a season. He needs the season to show, oh, I'm good, pay me these, pay me the big bucks. He doesn't show, he's shown he's good, but I think he can be great. I think he can be better. Can he do it with a QB that's not been? Man, he did it with Mason. Now try to do it with someone else. If he can show all that, then he can get paid big bucks. I, I, I'm, I'm right, I think he needs to play. And, you know, I'm coming from a Steelers fan standpoint. But I, I, I don't understand why he's waiting out. They're not going to pay him. It's different. Maybe he does sit out. Or maybe he's going to come back in a couple weeks, and that's more likely. And we, we're talking about it too much. Uh, let's talk about some other training camp news. Starting with one that's not big. Marks and Mariota, of course, going into training camp. The starter. I think he will start the season as the starter. Start preseason as the starter. But maybe there will be a fight between two uh, QBs and Mariota and Ritter. Well, I see Mariota starting and then maybe Ritter taking the, um, the starting job later down the road. Um, and I think... That is it. Um, that is. Uh, let me just check if there's any other training camp news. I don't think there is. So let's move in to the main topic for today, and that is my QB strategy for fantasy football this season. The QB strategy for me this season is different. It's difficult. There's a lot of QBs I like, and I'm going to go through a lot of them. We're not talking about rankings today. We're just going to talk about a couple of them that I want to pick this season if I can get them. I don't want to pick out. It's too early, so let's move over that. To Justin Herbert, who I can pick in the fourth round. I can stack two running backs. Then I can pick Keenan Allen. Then I can pick Justin Herbert. I would love I think anyone should love to pick Chargers stack. I believe in the Chargers, that they're going to be amazing this season. They're going to throw more. They're going to be really good. And Keenan Allen's, of course, going to be good. So if I can stack Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert together with another pair of running backs in the first and second round, I am thrilled. Maybe I get a running back in the first and a wide receiver in the second and third. Keenan Allen in the third. Then QB in the fourth. And I get a, a fifth-round running back. I'm fine with that. You know, there's a couple guys that might fall there. You know, Damian Harris could fall there. So I'm not out. No, I'm not done with this because I'm not out on Justin Herbert. If I can stack Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, a running back, maybe another wide receiver, maybe maybe Devontae Adams. Who wouldn't want a team with Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Derrick Henry, Justin Herbert, Damian Harris? That's the dream team for me. Star QB, 
star wide receiver in Allen. And if I get Adams, sure, take that. Henry is the number one running. I would have that. Damian Harris in the fifth. It's it's a J.K. Dobbins even in the fifth. I think that's a good, good pick in the fourth if you get Allen. Because I would really like this guy. It's fine without without Allen, but I think it is super, super special if you do get Allen. Um, some other guys that are like, of course, Jalen Hurts. I just think he's good. Like, he's got weapons. He's going to run the football. He was really good last season. And I think people are kind of just ignoring that. Like, he's going to be good again. He's going to run the football a lot. He's going to score 21, 22 points a game. He's going to be consistent. And I don't think he's going to have that fourth quarter spark. And maybe that's bad. Maybe it's going to be they're not going to be blown out anymore. He doesn't have that fourth quarter spark, and then he doesn't get his main points. There is that question mark, but I think he'll get those points in the first, second, third, and fourth quarter kind of combined. And that's better. That's more consistent. It's more reliable. You don't have to be nervous every week. He runs the football. He scores touchdowns. That's what I want out of QB. In the sixth or seventh round, that is a steal out of a steal. Um, no. Talking about Russ, I kind of want to say this to another day because Zachary Maritzen is on the podcast. My brother Zachary Maritzen is on the podcast a couple times. Uh, I think it was, he's only been on once, but it'll be on more. Uh, really, he's in on Russ, and we'll talk about that more. I'm not. I'm not sold on Russ. I think, you know, I really just think that that I think there's I think they're gonna be good. I think he's gonna be good. I think there is upside for him to bad. He lost 40 yards um, asking last season. He didn't rush the football last season. He was not good last season. There is so many questions where I would just rather take Jalen Hurts a couple rounds earlier or Stafford a couple rounds later. Maybe he doesn't have that same upside as Russell Wilson, but he has, you know, I know what Stafford's going to be. Stafford's going to be good. Stafford's going to be on the top team. He's going to throw the football. He's going to be good. This is where he wins Stafford. Sure, I take Stafford. I take Cousins. Consistent guys who are going to be top 12 QBs, in my opinion, that aren't being picked up there. That are going to get 20 points, 19, 21 points a game. And you're never going to be blown out by them. But you're going to have a really good team around them. And they're just going to like add them some points just like any other QB. And they're not going to kill your team. I love to do that. If I'm not picking Herbert or Hurts, I just wait a couple rounds. You know, take a consistent guy. Take a guy I know is going to be good. And then my favorite player late in drafts, take a flyer on Trey Lance. If you want to take a flyer on Trevor Lawrence, if you want to take a flyer on Zach Wilson, if you want to take a flyer on Justin Fields, do it. I can't take a flyer on any of those. But my favorite flyer is Trey Lance. I'm not explaining why. Because... He can run the football like no other QB except Lamar Jackson and a couple other guys. Says a little wrong. So he's not he's not Lamar Jackson. Maybe you can compare him to Kyle Murray. The top rushing QB who can take in Jimmy Garoppolo's role as a thrower. Not a great thrower. Makes some bad plays. But does what he needs to do and runs the football. That's what I see out of Trey Lance. He was not great when he when he played. But he has upside to be great. He has upside to be bad. But he also has upside 
to be really good, run the football. Maybe he's not the best QB in the world, but he can still run the football a lot. Score, get like 50, 60 rushing yards a game. Get a lot of passes. Score air touchdowns. Score rushing touchdowns. And do enough to contribute. And he also has the upside to be really good and score 22, 23 points a game. Or he does that the dance time where he scores 16, 15 points a game. And it's, and it's not a good season, just like Justin Fields last season. There is both of those sides of the story. I'm just not sure what side I'm selling on. We'll see. We will see what side is the right one. But taking a shot on it as your backup, I would do. If I'm taking any backup, it's one of those four QVs, and it's most likely Trey Lance. Unless I have Justin Herbert, and we talked about this another time when I talked to Levi about having Justin Herbert and Trey Lance on the same team. We just said no, but you know, I'm not so sold on that because with that idea where you can go out and trade Herbert for so much if Trey Lance turns out to be good, and you can have two two second-round wide receivers, a first-round and a third-round running back. It's, it's, it's magical. No, maybe not a second round, maybe a fourth round. I don't know, but you get some good wide receivers, good whatever. Justin Herbert is going to be good. Freeland has potential to be really good, so take a shot on him. No matter who's your number one QB, I would rather take him if I have Stafford or Cousins or maybe even Ross or Hurts. But, but even if you have Herbert or even if you have Allen, take a shot. See what it's worth. Let's move on from that to the tight end strategy, to my tight end strategy. Okay, I like Waller in the fifth. But I don't don't like him if I'm picking Herbert. I don't want to pick those two guys and settle with Gabriel Davis or someone as my second wide receiver in the sixth round or running back in the sixth round that I really don't like. Sometimes I just get stuck. I keep, I'm like, oh, there's a good wide receiver in the sixth, good wide receiver in the seventh. Oh, I never picked my second running back. Because I picked Waller and Herbert. Though if Waller's on the board in the fifth and I haven't picked Herbert, sure, I'll take him. I would love to do that. Let's talk about some of the later guys. Because those are the guys I like the most. Komet is my favorite late round tight end. Basically, he's good. There's a couple other guys. Schultz. Let's talk about Schultz before before we dive into some of my deeper guys. Schultz I'm okay with. And he's going to take the second role in the offense when Gallup's out. When Ryan's in, he's going to take the third role. He's still going to – and he's not that talented. But sure, I'll take him. He'll be fine. I don't think he's that talented that he has the upside to be in the top five. But I don't think he has the upside to be out of the top six. I think he is the sixth tight end where he's being picked. I think he's been picked exactly where he will finish. He's good. He's not great. That's the sixth tight end for you. That's where he's being picked. And ADP, whatever, they're all right. Yes, sure, take him. You want it? Yeah, okay, I'll take him. Take him if he's there. But if he's not, no, I'm not going to reach on him at all. He's not a guy you know I really want. However... Komet at the 13th tight end is a player I really want. Komet is going into an offense with zero wide receivers who can take a breakout. Darnell Mooney is their number one wide receiver. 
He's going to be their number one target. Who's after that? I don't think you could name one. Because there is no one good. Not a single player good after that. Except Comet. Comet is a good tight end. He's talented. He has the upside. He scored zero touchdowns last season and still averaged six points a game. Up down the touchdowns, up down the move up the receptions, move up the targets. He can get eight, nine points a game without any touchdowns consistently. And then the touchdown every game, he can score 16, 15 points a game. He is a bursting player. He's going to be inconsistent because some games will score 8-9. to nine. But 8-9 to nine is still okay for a tight end. I don't think he will have those fallout games where it's 1-2 points. He will get the 8-9 points, the 7 points. But he can also get the 16, the 23, the 20 points per game when he gets a big play, when he gets one touchdown, when he finds the end zone just once, just once. He scored zero touchdowns last season. Komet, I am big, big on. And just, just trust me. Komet is a good pick. Komet is a good, good pick. If you want to pick a tight end, you haven't had one. Unless you, if, if, if Waller, if Waller or Schultz are, if you didn't pick Kerber, and, and Waller's still there, the fifth sure take Waller, take Schultz a little later. But, if you're not, if they don't fall to you, be big Kerber. Then like, okay, then move on and get Hamet as your thir- as the thirteenth tight end. Or guess what? Even that, you can go even farther. And with your last pick, a player not even being picked, I would take as my starter Gerald Everett. I've listed him as my eleventh tight end. He's going at twenty. It's tight end. Jared Cook was the fifteenth tight end last season. Jared Cook. You guys remember that name? He is not close to as good as how Gerald Everett did. Gerald Everett will be a top 12 tight end. Gerald Everett is in the best offense in the NFL. That is a hot take, but I'm not going to go over it. The Chargers aren't the best offense in the NFL. Have a great QB. He's going to get targets. More than Jared, more than Jared Cook did last season, and he's more talented. He'll do more with them. He is a top twelve tight end. If you say twelve, if you say eleven. Agree. I agree with you. He will not. His his floor is tight end fifteen. He's being picked at tight end twenty. He will be five picks ahead. We're not counting injury. Five picks ahead. Five tight ends ahead. Of where he's being picked. In the worst case scenario. He's not going to be amazing. He's going to be super inconsistent. He's going to be worse than Komet. He's going to have some really bad games. Where he doesn't find the end zone. Where he doesn't do great. But he's going to have some good games. That's a fact. If you want to take a shot at Jared Everett as your backup, sure. But if you want to take him as a starter, I agree with you. Because he's going to be a starting tight end. Someone's going to have him add into their roster in the end of the season. And it's going to be Jared Everett, Komet. Those are my two favorite tight ends this season. When we do the rankings, I'll show you where they are in my rankings. That's later this offseason. And then my earlier tight ends, Schultz, 
and uh, Waller. So, thank you for wa- listening to Marenstein Sports Talk. It's been Kayla Marenstein with you. And we broke down my QB strategy, my tight end strategy, and we talked about Julio uh, news and some training game news. So, thank you for listening. And until next time, it's been Caleb Marenstein from Marenstein Sports Talk. Until next time.